Now let's get back up on our feet and give it up for Jesus tonight. Yeah. Jesus! Jesus! Woo! All right. There is so much here in this atmosphere. That is amazing. It is crazy. Look at somebody and say, it's crazy up in here. Oh. <laughs> Just glad to be here with you tonight because God has some special things for us tonight. Today was ridiculous. When you don't have a definition for something that's good, just call it ridiculous. Or some people say it was sick. Some people call it, it was stupid. Others say it was fire. I'm going to hit one of y'all generations. I'll keep talking. I'm going to hit somebody. Stupid, fire, whatever it might be. In the book of Genesis, I'm going to tell you that four things are calling you tonight. In the book of Genesis, in the seventh chapter, it says in the 600th year, Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, it says, on that day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. I actually think that that phrase, when you hear the windows of heaven were open, is a dangerous phrase. Because we that live on earth, we don't have an idea. <laughs> of what happens when the windows of heaven are open, amen? And so this is very important. I remember years ago, I was trying to lease a building many, many years ago for our church. And heaven is a deep place, man, because God keeps it kind of, he wants it to be visible, but he keeps it hidden from you and I to a, to a degree. He says, I'll let you see a little bit. I'll let you get a glimpse of it. I'll let you check things out, but you can't see it all till you get there. But every now and then he'll pull back the curtain. And he'll allow you and I to see something in the spirit. I remember I was going to rent a building one time and I had a, an experience with God. How many know that God wants you to have an encounter? You see, I think I was sitting here tonight, uh, uh, Pastor, and I, I said to myself, this isn't a church service here. No, this ain't no church service. This is an experience. And I think that that's what they're waiting for out there. They, they don't want church services anymore. They want an experience. And I believe this, this is why this place is going to be a place that's happening because it's going to be an experience when those that come from the outside experience Jesus in all of what he has. It's amazing. I want you to tell three people, say, listen, I'm, I'm inside the experience tonight. So I was believing God to get this property. It was a rental piece. We were just starting out. And I remember 
everything was going along well. The guy was in agreement. We were going to this one and that one, and we were going along. And then the next day, it was a Saturday morning. I was sitting on the side of the bed, and I said, Lord, everything's really working out. We're going to get this place. I was really excited. And I was sitting in, on the side of the bed, and I heard a voice speak to me. And it said this, come up here. Now I'm sitting on the side of the bed and in an instant I felt like I was elevated and it sounded like this, like. And I was in heaven. I couldn't see anything, but I knew I was there. And when I got there, I heard another voice say to me, do not buy this building. You will regret it for many years. Now go back. And I, I heard it again. Boom. And I was back on the side of the bed. In Revelations 4, God speaks. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> God speaks. <laughs> he speaks. And he says these things. John says, and he heard the sound or the voice of, sounded like a trumpet that said, come up here and I will show you things in the hereafter. I'm going to show you some things. You see, there's always a voice and a sound that go together to bring you into revelation. And I believe we're actually, you may not realize it, but we're actually in a place tonight where it's, it's draped over us in here tonight. This meeting tonight or this experience could probably go until midnight. And, and, and then let me just prophesy, the day will come, the day will come, and now is where these meetings will go and go and go and keep going, says the Lord. They're just going to keep going. Because one thing, there's a difference between visitation and habitation. God no longer wants to visit your house. He wants to habitate in your house and he wants to stay here. Oh, stop. Well, he wants to stay here. And when that happens, when he stays, everything perpetually just keeps going. You can't get enough of him. You just keep worshiping him. You just keep hearing his voice. You just keep getting revelations. And this is what we're dealing with. So, John says it that way, and he says, come up here, and I'll show you the things that are going to happen hereafter. There's some things that God wants to say to you, and I'd like to just tell you that there's a lot of things that hinder God's people. <laughs> that will hinder you <laughs> from... <laughs> oh my god <laughs> maybe the musicians should have come tonight and helped me out here I don't think this sermon is going to work but anyway <laughs> God wants to bring us from mediocrity to excellence from shame to dignity from grief to greatness, yeah. and from the past into a glorious future. Yeah. 
That's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. When people see us and they look at us like today, when God was moving in here this morning, it was unbelievable. It was gl glorious in here this morning. But you're looking at people that have been changed by the power of God. We didn't, we weren't born like this. I wasn't born to flow. Time had to work on us and begin to teach us different things. And, and we're stepping into a lot of things in this age and phase and stage of life. You see, the future means this. It's a time that is to be or to come hereafter. It's something that will exist or happen in time to come. I want you to know tonight, I came just to encourage you and tell you that God has a big, bright future for everybody in the building. It's a condition or, or, or of success or failure or something to come. Jeremiah 29, 11 says it this way. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future. To give you a future. And a hope and an expected end. So God wants to give you a future, a hope, and a determined, definitive ending. He doesn't want you to go out beat up. He doesn't want you to go out broke down. He wants you to go out with victory, with victory, with your hands held high. See, I want to finish the race, not dragging, dragging a leg, but I want to finish and run through the tape like this. I don't know about you, but that's how I want to finish it. And so the word says that as he begins to bring us into the understanding of the spirit, he says, come up here, I'll show you things that will happen hereafter. I'm going to show you your future before you walk into it. God has something for you. Believers have been taught wrong in a, lot of in a lot of places because we don't preach things that give us the advantage over the devil. The advantage over the devil is the Holy Spirit. He's the one who said he will lead you, he will guide you into all truth. He will take up the things that are of Jesus and he will reveal them to you. So believers should be living in constant revelation. Can I get an amen? I said we should be living in perpetual revelation. Amen. Perpetual revelation and understanding. You see, if you were to see God, and a lot of people say, well, I want to see God. All you would see, you would look at him for one second and he'd change again. Because he's, he, he never stays the same. He's like this, he, you look at him and, it, and the glory goes another way and he changes and the glory goes another way and he looked and you change and the glory goes another way and it just keeps changing because he's glorious and he's undefinable. He is so awesome and so great. It's amazing. And he wants you to know that your future is secure in him. All of these people that are getting baptized tonight, their futures are now secured in God. Every single one of them, the ones that gave their lives to Jesus, done and secured. You see, every one of you has a future, a future that consists of dreams, hopes, challenges, obstacles, and victories. Every one of us has a dream. You see, I'm of the time in my life where I tell people all the time, continue to dream. Because God is able to do the unexpected like it's expected. See, with him, the unexpected is expected because he can do anything. So why short-circuit yourself or reduce your ability to dream big? We heard it last night. God is getting ready to do something big. 
Now, you, do you really think that this place is going to hold what God wants to do? Do you really think that th these seats here will not be multiplied over and over and over? Oh, I like y'all. Y'all talk back. Most folk on the West Coast don't say nothing to you when you preach. I preached at one place out here. Nobody said amen. I walked at halftime after the morning service into the, into the green room. The, the old janitor was standing there with a broom. He said, he said you were Pentecostal, ain't you? I said, well, yeah, you know, I like a little feedback. He said, I know you are. He said, we don't talk back here, but they was listening to you. I said, I need a little more than that. Every now and then I need an amen. I need a shout. I need somebody to say, keep going. I need somebody to say, keep going. You're doing good now. I remember when I was in Africa, people started preaching. When you start preaching good, they all stand up and go like that. I, in the front row, they just stand up and point to you. They jump like that. I said, oh my goodness, this is hot in here. If it gets real good tonight, just jump out your seat and just... <laughs> Woo! And so the future is waiting for you. Now, I already quoted this verse, John 16, 13. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak of his own authority. Whatever he hears, he will speak, but he will tell you things to come. But he has to do something sometimes in our lives. I'm just going to wait for a second because I got four things I want to share with you. Hmm. He has to do something. How many tonight or could say, you know, I, I'd like to, I'd like to be where I had a dream when I was little and I, I, I thought I was going to do this or that and I'm not there, but I still believe the dream could happen. Oh, good, good, good. How many ever thought that uh, you started on something and, and you just didn't get there yet, but you needed a little boost, a little push? And if you had that one boost or that push, you could make it. Yeah. Well, we used to play stickball in the playgrounds when we were kids. We used to play up against the wall and somebody would hit the ball real far. And there was only two or three of us playing just a pitcher and one person. And, and if the ball rolled out in the street, you say this phrase, yo, give me a little help. A little help, okay? What we need sometimes to get to the places where God has called you to be is a little help. L-I-L, -L, help. <laughs> Tell somebody, God's about to give you a little help. <laughs> Woo! He's about to give you a little bit of help. I remember years ago when I was just beginning uh, in my early days of salvation, I used to have visions all the time and dreams and I would see things and in the spirit and I would pray. I didn't know anything about any prophet stuff. I would just pray and see stuff. And I remember one time I saw myself preaching in Africa. I had never been there and I came out of the prayer and I was like, man, Africa, that's heavy. Heavy, you know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't on my bucket list either. It was just a vision. But the day came where a man called me out in a meeting and he said, pack your bags. God's about to send you to Africa. And I looked at that. And I said, what? He said, get ready. He said, God's getting ready to send you to Africa. Surely he did. 
many, many years ago. I've been there many times since then. My point is this, what I needed to get me going, see, it wasn't enough that I saw it. I needed a little help. And what gave me a little help was the prophetic word. Gave me a little spark, gave me a little encouragement, gave me a little fire, gave me a little bit of motivation to say, you know what, maybe God is in this. Maybe God's about to do something. See, prophetic words are not just given. Prophetic words are come to you from God to give you and I a little bit of help. When we get stuck, when we get unmotivated, we become in a lethargic state. We need something to come to boost us and move us in a direction of the purpose of God. Many times that's happened to me over the years. All of a sudden, God, something will, something will happen where God says, I told you I wanted you to do this. I remember this very clearly. I was sitting in Santa Cruz, California with Patrick's mother and father eating lunch. I had had another vision when I was praying at home, and I had it maybe two months before I was there. And I had a vision that I was taken out of my body, and I was flying all over the earth and out of space, you know, looking at nations. And we were looking at the earth. I don't know who was with me, but they would point. When they would point, they would point to continents, and the continent would light up. Now, now I know that sounds crazy, but... Look at somebody and say, you crazy too. All right, so let me go on. And so it would light up. And I'll never forget this. Whoever it was pointed at China. And it lit up. And I heard the voice say, you're going to go to China. This was in February. I came to California in March. We were eating lunch in Santa Cruz, one of those nice fish places in Santa Cruz. I was chilling, laid back, dealing and willing in Santa Cruz. No longer singing the blues. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they started talking about going to China. I'm just sitting there ordering my prawns. We call them shrimp. Y'all call them prawns. And he says, yeah, we're getting ready to go to China. And his mother said to her husband, she said, take Eric with you. <laughs> he, he's spunky. <laughs> he's spunky. Take him with you. <laughs> and Patrick's dad looked at me and said, you want to go to China? Yeah. And what came back to me was, you're going to China. Now, when we went to China, we were talking about this yesterday. We went to China and we prophesied to 3,000 3, people in eight days. And they said that the pastoral group that we ministered to, if you added up the people that were in their churches, was about 10 to 20 million people. He had us crying at the table yesterday, telling us a story about the young man that was with me. But it happened. My point is, it happened. Now, you may be in prayer sometimes, and you may just have something just like happened to me. You're going to China. And you don't think about it anymore. But then eight months later, boom, it happens. What was the thing that was a little help for me to get me to China? It was his mama. 
I need a little help. My mama said, take Eric. He's spunky. <laughs> Something simple like that can get you to your destiny. A silly word can move you into position to fulfill the call of God on your life. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. There he goes. <laughs> And that's how simplistic. You see, people want God to speak to them in a lofty way. They want this and that. They want all these big things. But God can simply say, he's spunky. Take him with you. Yeah. Or go wash in the Jordan. Why can't I wash in this river or that river or this river? No, 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 no. You go wash in the Jordan. And when you dip three, seven times, you'll come up. Your skin will be clean as a baby's. It's not going to happen the way you want it to happen, but God says, I'll still make it happen if you continue to believe me. God has got a future for you. He's got a future for you. Oh, please believe this. It's, it's exciting to be here because we can see the future for you. We know already that when we come back, there's going to be some massive place and 99,000 parking spaces, you know, 200 parking attendants, you know. <laughs> Welcome home. You're home, you know. We know that's going to happen. That's going to happen. But for some... And that's why sometimes you have to tell people the little things. Like I mentioned to his dad, I said, you know, I had a vision that I went to China. He said, well, you're going now. <laughs> My point is this. If God gives you a dream, a vision, a purpose, a calling, and you're dreaming it, and you don't say anything. You hinder it from being activated. Because faith, we'll do Patrick Kitely, faith has a sound. <laughs> I said, faith has a sound. And it's different from all the other sounds in the Bible. Uh, about three, four different messages right now. But anyway. If you feel stuck or held back or you don't have that push, tonight's message is just for you. One of my favorite movies is Gladiator. My name is Maximus Demeridius. Me too. I've watched Gladiator about a hundred times. It's on every Saturday night. I mean, even the music is anointed at the end. And he's walking through the field, just walking. Ooh, ooh. 
But in the beginning of the movie, it opens up with Russell Crowe, Maximus, the general, Maximus in his glory. He's got the chinchilla around his neck. He got the chains around his neck like he's from the hood. He's with his boy Quintus. And they're getting ready to fight the barbarians. And they're getting ready and they have a strategy and a plan. And he says, he says these words. He says, at my command, release hell. I was like, dang. That's heavy. And they fight. But as that first scene goes on, it's very violent. But they had something that the other guys didn't have. They had a little help. They had a machine that they had invented. <laughs> you might do it better than me today. <laughs> they had a machine that they invented called, it was an ancient military device for hurling missiles. It was a device for launching, an, it was called a device for launching anything forward. It was called a catapult. And you see this big machine that they had with these guys cranking these things up and they're turning these things like this and, you know, two or three of them. And this thing keeps going back, 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 back as they turn it and keeps going back. And they put rocks in there. They put fire and oil in it and all these different things. And after a while, it, it goes all the way back and it, it hurls these balls of fire at the enemy that are in the woods. And that's how they really beat them because they couldn't defend themselves against that. And what I learned with God, what I learned with God is when you and I are stuck, he comes to help you. And sometimes you may feel like, I like New Year's when you're in New Year's Eve services, you know, whatever. You say, well, this year I'm going to do this, this and that. And you're still backwards and behind as far as you were the year before. You say you're going to do this and then you're back here and you still can't get it done. Every now and then, God comes like that mother that's in the supermarket with a little cranky three-year-old. And God comes to the aisle, and you, you, you've seen that, and some of you moms. You, that's why they're laughing. I'm waiting for the moms to say, you go ahead. But that little kid, you tell them, don't touch anything. Jimmy, don't touch anything. You turn your back and you see the mom. I, I, love, I love watching. I'll just stand in the aisle and watch it sometimes. <laughs> and the little kid sneaks away and they have all the stuff. They're opening boxes of cereal. <laughs> Fruit Loops are all over the place. Cocoa Puffs are all over the place. Cheerios and everything. And they're there. And then they turn around and catch them. He said, I told you not to do that. But they don't say it as nicely as I am. I told you not to do that. And then they say, I'm sorry. The little kid will look back at his mom with those little eyes and look all sad, and the mother falls for it again. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Now, listen. I told you mommy doesn't want you to touch that, okay, buddy? Okay? Now, be a good boy, okay? I'll be, I'll be good. Okay. I'll be good. They turn back around, and what do you think little Jimmy does? Same thing. 
And this time he's in the Nutella. He's opened up a jar of Nutella and he's looking it all over his face. He's got peanut butter and fingers and, and Nutella and he's making Reese's cups right in front of her and she doesn't even realize it. And that's what messes her up because now he's dirty. He's not only ornery, but he's dirty. And at that point, she snaps and says, I told you not to do that. And here's the hand of God that comes and snatches Jimmy up like this. And pulls him over to the cart. And in fact, she doesn't even let his feet touch the ground. He grabs him like this and he's in the air. Now you sit there. I told you to sit there. And sometimes when you and I won't get going in God and move the way he wants us to move, God has to come and pick you up and say, let's go over here. I'm, I told you I want you over here. It's called being catapulted. So sometimes God is going to catapult you into your future. You say, well, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to preach. I'm not ready to do ministry. I'm not ready. I don't know if I'm called for sure. I've got to go through this training and that training and all these different things. And God says, nope, I called you. Let's go. That's happened to me my whole life. I always felt unqualified for everything. I mean, even tonight, who feels qualified for this? But that's what he does. That means he's going to, let me break this down a little further. He's going to allow things to happen in your life. Because in order for him to catapult you, in order for him to do that, he's got to allow things to happen. Everything that happens to you in your development and your training process in the kingdom of God is not going to be positive. Much of it will be negative. There'll be suffering. There'll be pain. There'll be dark times. There'll be lonely times. There'll be times of misunderstanding, bewilderment, miscon misconceptions, all kind of confusion will happen in your life. Patrick, would you come tonight? Pastor Iris, would you come tonight? all the way 3,613 miles. The birthday girl is in the house. <laughs> now watch this. Pastor, you're going to help me out. Oh, okay. Excuse us. This is the huddle. Come on. I'll tell you a part in a second. I'll tell you a part in a second. Nothing else. <laughs> and so sometimes God has to allow all this. 
And this is the part that's not been taught properly. When preachers preach to you that nothing bad will ever happen, that's a lie. Every preacher that I know has been through hell and back and had several visits there. Well, the flames of the fires don't even bother them anymore. They just say, yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Everyone that I know has been through something. So when God sets it up to launch you into a deep place, come, would you come, my contestant here, and you're going to, like this, and you're going to turn the crank, brother. And bad things that happen, turn the crank. And it's when this is a godly message, Pastor. It really is. It is. It's when because in life, many times you think that everything's coming against you and it's moving you backwards again. And there's a lot of tension in your life. Negativity, fear, anxiety, rejection, confusion, jealousy, all in your life. And the devil piles it on. But you think it's the devil. I'm here to tell you tonight, it's not the devil. It's God that allows things to happen. That allows things to happen to actually put weight on you so you can develop resistance. No pressure, no weight, no resistance. The more tension that actually comes into your life, the farther back you feel like you'll go. So when the the angels are cranking that thing, God says, give them a little bit more. Father, I can't take no more Jesus. I can't take it. Angels are obedient, locked into their nature. They don't side with you because you become emotional. Angels are like soldiers. You want to turn it up a little bit, boss? And before you know it, some of you might feel like you're laid out and you can't get up. And all the pressure of life starts to come down on you and you're there. Now I need you to come. I know you got a nice sweatshirt on, but could you just on your back? All the pressure of life is on you. Uh, Okay. 
No, no, no your legs aren't moving, though. No. There you go. There you go. He's had everything go wrong. And, the, and then God does this. He says, I'll be back. Now, stay with me. Because the word of God is called the Debar of God. And the word Debar, D-A-B-A-R, means the word that pushes you from behind into your future. But it also means it's the word that pulls you into your future. Saying, let's go. Somebody think I'm going to fall, but I'm not going to fall. <laughs> so your ministry is just about done. You're beat up. They don't like you anymore in church. So-and-so didn't get along with you. No revival. Everything is just going bad. And God, the great one that he is, is here. He's called your future. <laughs> and your future, every day you wake up, is calling you. And the future starts to say, I'm not going to leave you like this. Get up. And inch by inch, slowly, the future says, get up. Get up. Get up. And this is what it looks like. Ball of fire here. She's in the catapult. And God said, I got you. But when he's about to launch you into your future, mm -hmm. he brings you up. And your future is waiting for you. You see where she is? Future, would you stand here? It's waiting for every one of you. I could tell you a hundred stories tonight besides going to China, besides the African stories. Whether it's buildings, property, land, jobs, houses, cars, opportunities, it's all waiting for you. Here's the key. The further you go back, the farther you're going to go when you're launched. The more bad things that happen to you. Oh, I could tell you a lot of them tonight. Sometimes I tell my personal stories, people get real sad. I didn't know that happened to him. That brother, all that bad stuff happened to that brother? Yeah. But I'm not sad 
Because once I got a revelation of transformation, it brought forth a desperation to bring me into a habitation of his glory. Do you understand? Without hitting anyone, you probably have to put your hand in front of you, but I'm going to put mine to the side. Just go like this. And in your hand is all the mess. All the mess. Sometimes it's sickness. Sometimes it's disease. Sometimes it's fear, anxiety, unbelief. The negative things that have happened in your life, it's here. But yet, the arm of the Lord. Yeah, 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 somebody saw it. The arm of the Lord has got you up underneath. I told you they filled the, the handle of that thing with rocks and hard things are jammed in there and fire and bad stuff. But the hand of the Lord is up underneath. And the only thing that's missing to bring you forward is fire. And when God launches you forward, it's going to be like. I found myself in this life in the streets of China, in the backwoods of China. I found myself in South Africa before and in Mexico. I found myself in Brazil and places that I never thought I would go to. All over the United States. I don't know how many cities. Over a hundred cities preaching the gospel. I have never been to Bible college. I've never been. I didn't have the luxury. I had no mentors, no trainers. I have no prophetic training, but by the Holy Spirit. I didn't have money to buy property and buildings. I served in a church that really didn't back us when we left. And we left, and we were good, good believers. You would have loved to have had me in your church. I was a good saint. I was a soldier. We did everything that we tell young people to do, clean the toilets. You want to serve God, go clean the bowls. Scrape the gruel out the bowls. The nasty stuff, nasty. You don't like that, you see that? With no yellow gloves on. Mop the floors every, every weekend. Vacuum the carpets. Set up the chairs. Drive the church van. Pick up little kids. Set up the platforms and the podiums for the, the school the next day. Sing in the worship team. Sing in the choir. Do plays. All kinds of things. And no help. But yet years later, we end up with multi-millions of dollars worth of property. Why? My future kept calling me. Yeah. That hand is in, in your hand today. You're going to do something here prophetic tonight. All the weight is in your hand. I want you to take that hand, lift it up, then turn it, 
and pull it back without hitting anybody behind you and just flick it. That's it. All that mess is leaving tonight in the name of Jesus. So you see that I can tell you a story. I never had any singing lessons either. I just got up on the stage to sing. They said, you look like a young man that can sing the story. And I said, would you give me a chance once again? I began to listen to those preachers. They preached those great sermons every day. And as I listened to those preachers, I knew that he was the way. So I came to tell you in the city, in the place where the heartbeat of God just beat, that some of you here in this place may have been knocked down, but you are going to stand on your feet. Yes, you are going to stand upon your feet. You are going to stand on your feet. Yes, you are going to stand on your feet. This message was brought to you by the Holy Ghost. Sponsored by the kingdom too. I'd like to tell you that it was first preached to the Greeks. But no, it was first to the Jews. So as you stand and begin to worship, There's four voices calling your name. It's the voice of the Father who remains always the same. And the voice of the Savior again. And the voice of the Holy Spirit, God. And the voice of faith speaks out loud. The first voice in the scriptures was a voice of a young lad that was down 
They said, Ishmael, go away from here. And with Hagar, he fell to the ground. His mama saw that they ran out of water. She began to shake with fear. Then all of a sudden, the Lord heard the voice of a desperate child's cry, and God was near. There was a voice in the wilderness of John the Baptist, him you know. Crying out, make straight the paths of God. The Lamb is going to come and show you the way and the truth and the life. Another voice. There was a voice in the days of Elijah, and after the prophets of Baal were down, Elijah stood up and told his servant to run, because he said, "I hear a sound." Again, do you see anything? The servant came back and he said, "No." Seven times he went again. The prophet said, "Tell us what you know." I see a hand. Eyes of a man's hand. Elijah knew that the glory was about to fall. He said, "I see the rain clouds of God's abundance, and the rain is going to fall on you all." Somebody start to praise him. I hear a voice. Temple, crying out to the Lord, and as the singers, come on, singers, and musicians begin to flow, they made one sound to be heard. Captivating, it was strong. The priest couldn't stand to minister that long. And when the two 
powerful fuses came together that day the glory of God fell down let's lift up our voices
For this reason, we'll experience something different, says the Lord. Because yes, I come to gain not only experiences with my people, but to bring my glory back to where it should be in the hearts and lives and in the homes of my people. And my glory will not only manifest in a church facility, but it will manifest itself in the streets. It will manifest itself in the parking lots. It will manifest itself in the hospitals. It will manifest itself in the school systems. It will manifest itself in the prisons and the jails, says the Spirit of the Lord. And men and women that have been bound and incarcerated and filled with darkness and fear will be set free by my glory, says the Lord. For even as I was in the graves with the man of the Gadarene, says God, and brought him back to life and into a sound mind from my presence and my glory, so will I do the same in this day. For mental illness is no challenge for me, says the Holy Ghost. And I will heal people of mental illness in this day that you live in. And the doctors will be astounded and say, where did you get healed? And they will say, Jesus healed me. The Lord God Almighty healed me. I went to this place and they experienced God. And it was so powerful. All they did was sing and my mind came back. My thoughts came back in order and I'm completely healed. For I will make this house a house that is a testimony to the region, says the Lord. And the testimony of God will exist and begin to manifest in a strong way. And the healings 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 will perpetuate and begin to multiply in this house. And there will be days when no man can stop me in this house, says the Lord. No, 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 I want to move. I desire to come amongst you and stay now, says the Spirit of God. I desire to dwell amongst you, says the Lord. I desire to take control of my church as I did in the days of old. And I found a man and a woman that are willing to yield to me. Even as it was said, the yield is in the field and the yielding is taking place, says the Spirit of God. And I'm about to move in this place and you bring the crippled, bring the blind, bring the lame and bring the deaf and they will be healed, says the Lord. Do not be afraid of pressure that the enemy will try to put upon you. Do not be afraid of failure. Have faith in God. Have faith in your God. Have faith in your God and watch me work in this day for i will preach my word and i will speak to your servants and the word of the lord will go forth with signs following says the lord the attracting force in the kingdom of god to get the attention of man has always been my power even as my power was released in the days of pharaoh as the man of god opens your meeting with tonight talking about the pharaoh it was miracles that stopped pharaoh in his tracks it was signs and wonders that stopped him in his tracks and it will be miracles and signs and wonders that will draw the lost even to salvation says the lord and it will be irrefutable that i am real it will be convincing to many who were doubters and skeptics and atheists and rebels in their hearts they will have to believe 
once that they did not believe but they will become believers and you will see many like this even in this intellectual region of the country says the Spirit of God and they will be saved get ready for multitudes coming to salvation multitudes 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 let's sing it again oh one more time just stand you're standing in the presence of the king of kings Woo. 
one moment in the presence of the Lord Woo! can change everything. All I need is a sound. All I need is a touch. All I need is a taste. Taste and see that the Lord is good. All I need is just one moment in the presence of the Lord and everything changes. Let me prophesy to somebody tonight. There's a shift taking place in your life. There's a shift taking place in your mind. There's a shift taking place in your family. There's a shift taking place in your marriage. There's a shift taking place in your children. There's a shift taking place in your body right now. There's a shift taking place in your finances right now. Let me go outside. There's a shift taking place in on this street right now. There's a shift taking place in this city right now. There's a shift taking place in Idaho right now. There's a shift taking place in Washington State right now. There's a shift taking place in Washington, D.C. right now. There's a shift taking place in America right now. There's a shift taking place in North America right now, in South America, in Europe, Africa, Australia, Asia. There's a shift taking place in the Middle East right now. There's a shift taking place in Israel right now. And the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God and of His Christ. And He will reign forever and ever and ever and ever. And He will reign forever and ever and ever. Somebody join me. He will reign forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And He will reign Everybody that got water baptized tonight, come up here. There's a shift taking place. Can somebody say this word with me? Say things are going to be different. First of all, I present to you the water baptism class of January 21st, 2023. Let's give them a hand, amen? Now, just put out, put out your hands like you're about to receive something, because you're about to receive something. I see people in the room putting their hands out too. Get it too. Get it all. Just look at me up here. As we shared last night, when Jesus comes to us, he draws us with his loving kindness. And as I saw you, I ran over there to watch many of you get water baptized. And I saw that this class is a supernatural class. I'm calling you a class because you got class. This is a supernatural group. And guess what God's doing in your lives? As you made this decision tonight to get water baptized and to go ahead and bury that old man, 
you came up new. And what I saw was, was that out of this company of people that got water baptized, God is going to use you in ways that you could not even imagine. The scripture says, eye has not seen and ear has not heard, neither has it entered into your heart the things that God has prepared for you because you love him. And I'm telling you right now, you're stepping into a whole new era in your life. When you leave this building, things are going to be different. Man of God, there's an evangelistic anointing that rests upon you. The power of God comes upon you this night and changes things. Those things that tried to come and pull you this way and that way, the power of that pull is being broken tonight in the name of Jesus. And God is about to set you on fire. And everywhere you go, you're going to be a walking divine appointment and you're going to declare the good of Jesus in your generation. So God calls you out, he calls you up, he calls you forth, and he gives you that day bar word, and he catapults your life, and you're stepping into your future. And no more are you going to take two steps forward and one step back, but God's going to cause you to have a Holy Spirit momentum like never before. He sets you apart this night for his purpose for your life, says the Lord. I mean, you look like you hit the gym in the natural, but let me tell you something. You're powerful in the spirit. And that's why there's been great warfare, even for your soul and for your mind. But the Lord says that the warfare has been accomplished. Now step into it. Press into the kingdom. Can I speak to each and every one of you? Press into the kingdom. The warfare, the curses, the generational curses that have tried to come up against you are being broken tonight in the name of Jesus. The lies that the enemy tries to speak into your ear and say, you're not this and you're not that, are being broken tonight. And we curse every lie of the enemy and we speak the truth. You are loved. You are accepted. You are chosen. You are called for this time. And you are significant. Let me tell you something. God's going to use you. And every limitation that's tried to come upon your life to hold you down, you're busting out of that now. You're busting out of that educationally. You're busting out of that in your mind, your thinking. And you're stepping into a whole new era in God. Whew, I, just, I just pray, Holy Spirit, baptize her with the Holy Spirit and fire tonight. Can, can, can a couple of the intercessors prayer team come and pray with her right now? Because this morning we prayed for a whole bunch of people and they got filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Can somebody come here? Come, come, please. Come, 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 come. And just begin to pray with her. Is there anyone else up here you want to get back? You got baptized in water. Now you want to get baptized with the Holy Spirit. Does that work?
Can somebody stretch your hands towards this group?
Come on, lift up your hands and sing, Holy is the Lord. impartation from heaven coming here tonight Woo, the hand of God is just resting over this place yeah the hand of God is resting over this place what it's like when revival hits I was telling the pastor this is pre-revival the Holy Spirit rests upon this house tonight and we want to stretch our hands forward and release an impartation for the prophetic and for faith in your life tonight. So in the name of Jesus, by the grace of Almighty God, 
we release that anointing and we ask father that you would seal it on each person here tonight that they would go in faith and that they would go prophesying and the anointing of the Spirit of God will transform their thinking from natural to supernatural from doubt to faith from works to faith in the name of Jesus when Jesus was imparting his spirit to the disciples the Bible says he breathed on the disciples he breathed on them and let me tell you this God is breathing on this house tonight right now just receive it if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit just begin to pray in that language I'm telling you there's an anointing just begin to pray out loud in the Spirit right now Feel the sound, the sound of the room and the Holy Spirit tonight. This is what revival is like. I've been in several of them in the East Coast, the Brownsville Revival, out of Toronto many years ago. One that we had in Jersey, in Pittsburgh, there was a move of God. Old wells were dug up for Catherine Coleman. 10 months of anointing. We couldn't preach for 10 months. It's like this. And it's coming here. It's coming here. Take those hands and go just like this. This man's got it right, right here. Just say, come Lord Jesus. Come Holy Spirit. Come on, say it with me. Come Holy Spirit. Come to the region. Come to my house. Come to my home. Come to my apartment. Come to my condominium. Come to where I live. Come, oh God. Take over in the name of Jesus. Let the flaggers flag. Let the dancers dance. The prophetic dance to the Lord.
I don't know about you, but nothing else will do. Nothing else will do but Jesus. Whew. I love you, Gavin. Love you, Gavin. Wow. Why don't we close with this tonight? Just tell him, just tell him. Nothing else will do. Right. <laughs>